Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to the Discus Lariat Collective Podcast with your hosts, Warren, Daryl, and Glenn. It's a great podcast. Check it out. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Discus Larry Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Warren. I'm here with Glenn. <laughs> sorry. <about that. laughs> yeah, sorry. We're just having a laugh. So basically what happened oh, was, uh... before we even get into the show, I suppose we may as well just chat about it. Um, we got kind of quarantine haircuts. My missus cut mine. I have pretty long hair anyway, so just trimmed up to about the shoulder now. Not too bad. And uh, Glenn got absolutely butchered. He... Um, he went from just a like normal kind of fade, kind of haircut with a bit of a fringe, and now the man is an egg. So, yeah. don't worry. The uh, the replacement features for the next uh, what's a uh, for elimination chamber will feature me with the new do. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you all will see me in my glory. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, looking like Robert Roode over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very Robert Roode haircut actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll get into it. He's about to, he's about to show glorious there, I can tell. Don't want to think oh, he's okay. clipping over here now. But um, mm. yeah, so uh, NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. Well, we're mm. going to be chatting about that. So last night, the yeah the, the latest NXT pay-per-view, TakeOver Vengeance Day, happened five matches on the card. Uh, all three titles were defended. No, hang on, there's four titles in NXT. Three of the four titles were defended. Three of the four titles, there you go. Yeah. Um, hell of an event. Off the battle, just oh, say. Yeah. Great event. Probably the best like full night of like wrestling in terms of like best pay-per-view I think in a long of the time year. definitely of, of the, the year, year yeah. Easily. yeah yeah absolutely so um, um yeah it's a really really good quality um yeah. safe though very safe uh, yeah you know, it, yeah in terms of results pretty safe very safe very yeah. very safe I think it lines us up for WrestleMania I, I think this was their last um slot to make any shake-ups to how the the kind of the pushes and and, and that were going um Mm, criticism aside, we'll address that as we go through the matches. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll jump straight into it. First match was the women's Dusty Classic final, Dakota Koi and Raquel Gonzalez against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Um, I knew, I kind of had a feeling like one of the Dusty Classics will open the show, but um, I'm glad this did because it was actually really good. They got a lot of time. Um, oh yeah. Everyone Very looked, solid. Everyone looked great in it. Um, obviously, we won't go too in-depth about, oh, this move happened at this time, but obviously if there's yeah. pit, bits to take out, then yeah, we can. But um yeah, just just deadly. So, and it was good to see Ember Moon get a lot of ring work as well because she's deadly, and you don't really see that much. Any well, now I suppose you do, but when she went up yeah. to the main roster, it didn't really work out off the bat. So, yeah, yeah, she looked she looked great. She's for sure the like the ring general uh, of that match, and it was honestly as far as like kind of shows that feature a lot of women because you know we criticized Raw I think the other day for like a six man tag women's match that just fell flat. We criticized. Um, one of the other kind of, uh, you know, pay-per-view matches where, again, lump a few women together and give them... This got, what, 12, 15 minutes? I think maybe maybe a little shy of that. Um, it could have been even longer, to be honest with you. 
I, th- I think it was around America. And even if it was longer, that was excellent showing from everyone. Like I said, we won't jump onto like each spot, but yeah. every single person in this match shined through their character and their in-ring work. There was nothing that stood out to me that said like really sloppy or anything that was messy. And um, we compared kind of different stars on last week's NXT and 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 the previous pay-per-view and uh, Raw last week. And I know we kind of, everyone will draw the comparison to Raw. And now this was a pay-per-view, so it has to be expected the pay-per-view quality. But in terms of where, what we saw in every single engagement between Dakota Koi and Ember Moon, Shotzi Blackheart and Lar- and Gonzalez, and then Dakota Koi and Gonzalez's teamwork along with Moon and, and uh, Shotzi's teamwork. And then the inverse of those uh, face-offs that I just mentioned there. There wasn't at any point that I said, oh, not these two. Yeah. Much to like last week's chagrin of like oh shit this bullshit with the fucking with Charlotte Flair going on yeah that like this is this is how you do it. like they need to they need these girls need to take a step back and, and switch roles for a second and watch these other four women like Gonzalez like we discussed the previous um NXT pay-per-view Gonzalez isn't even in it like that long yeah and in terms of in-ring performance and work, like with the, given the capacity that they have at the minute, like phenomenal. Like, yeah, yeah, she's a star. Like, she really is. And obviously, the likes of like Shotzi, Ember, and Dakota Koi, they've been knocking around a bit longer in terms of being on NXT TV and stuff like that. And then obviously the main roster yeah. as well. Um, Raquel Gonzalez just looks one. She, she's obviously taller than the rest of them. She's yeah. built like a like a brick shit house, as they say. She's so strong. And yeah she like she has great like like physicality in the ring she looks like she can rough you up which is good and then whilst she also has like great facials and stuff when you look at her like when she's like selling something or when she's like laying the beating on someone it looks like she's hoarding them you know what I mean which is good yeah. because obviously a lot of the times with certain matches or certain certain wrestlers in general like I suppose it's uh, if you look at any kind of indie wrestling um sometimes you will get that kind of I suppose little two minute block where it'll be just real rehearsed and there's no yeah. selling. It's just three point A to point B to point C to point D. So yeah, none of that. It was just looked all. It just all flowed perfectly. And then she reminds a good me example of, like, of that is some of like Will Ospreay's and Ricochet's earlier matches where there was a lot of A B C D. Um, yeah. you got a lot less kind of emotive character build out of it. Yeah, and then you know them as flippy shit dudes. That's it. Like Gonzalez, like like you said, coming coming to be a total package. Like literally, yeah, already, and that's. That stands to her, like, do you know what I mean? It, it look, it's looking like she might be in line, maybe around WrestleMania or maybe slightly after, to be the next top kind of woman, I think. Um, yeah. Because, like, she's given me kind of Diesel and Shawn Michaels vibes with Dakota Kai. And yes. then, like, they even yeah. did a spot where she, like, picked up Dakota Kai for almost like a body slam and then ended up pressing her over the top rope. And then yeah. she landed on Ember Moon, I think, she or Shotzi or whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, just deadly. Like, she, they, they have that kind of tandem offense that... Goes a goes astray sometimes in in uh, women's tag team yeah. matches because as we said they are just kind of lumped together, whereas these guys have been working at it. They're they're definitely in terms of like teams, I'd put them up there with the likes of like Iconics and and they're definitely they've grown together like they've really fit their parts well together. Yeah. Um. And I will say, you know, let's talk about the end. Let's talk about kind of a future book in a bit. They get they get those tag team belts for the women oh, and they yeah. defend them on NXT and they make those belts the women's workhorse belts yeah. take them on to Smackdown take them on to Raw take them on to NXT fuck it take them on to fucking Impact it's like <laughs> just 
get get them out in front and center. Let them do what do their thing, like you said. You're very diesel and Sean Michaels vibes, and they will shine. They will be stars, and we will eventually see either, hopefully, both of them in in top spots uh, fighting for women's belts because. You know, as 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 wherever they're limited in, like if if she's limited in speed, she makes it up in the power. You know, if they're limited in charisma in one area, they're they're picking it back up in in performance in another. Any of their limitations bounce off each other's strengths and weaknesses very well. Like where Dakota Kai does the shit heel thing, she's a better heel than yeah. Gonzalez, who's just a bit of a powerhouse right now. Um, definitely as far as like teams and stables go, I'm I'm, I'm liking this one. Yeah, same. I really do, and. Uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez ended up picking up the the win anyway and they are the first ever women's Dusty Classic champions so that's obviously they've made history as well so fair balls to them you know what I mean? and uh, hell of a match hell of an end of that and then yeah great start to the show as well I was pumped and the, the second I watched it I was like yeah we cannot wait for the rest of the show as well yeah. so. and like this is this is a, a thing I'll close it off by saying if if you were to call that the weakest match that's still a much stronger show and a much stronger contender for match of the night on any of the other pay-per-views that we've seen, any of the other weekly shows that we've seen. Um, going so far as to say that if you if, if you were to just rank women's matches for the year so far, yeah. this easily cracks top five. Oh, easily. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was just absolutely. stellar, stellar. And to open the show as well, like it's that old thing. If, you're, if, you're, if you don't want to be, if you're not going on last, you want to be forced to kind of get that reaction, yeah. get that, get yourself out there so yeah fair ball awesome. um after that match then i'm pretty sure it was Kashida against yes johnny gargano for the north american championship um we big this match up uh, anyway before like on the uh, last week's episode of the nxt review uh, yeah. it definitely lived up to one anyway but uh on the way out johnny gargano was coming to the ring and dexter yeah. Lumis snuck up from behind Fucking snuck up from yeah. yeah it was actually pretty cool and the fact that then that <laughs> it was good to see as well because then Johnny Gargano was like, "Oh my god, where is he gone?" And he sent Indy Hartwell and Candice then to go look for him, which was good look because then him. you know there's no interference. It was a one-on-one shown, which was excellent storytelling by all involved. And even though a little bit cheesy and definitely hilarious to see Terry just get absolutely chloroformed, yeah. I um, couldn't couldn't agree more that in terms of like weird and wonky setups for a match to be a one-on-one contendership with no bullshit, like NXT does those very well. Yeah. And I think on the rare occasion where you do want running interference or where you do want some some crazy shit where a ref gets knocked down and there's some shenanigans going on, you always want it for the underdog in, in the match. And the fact that we didn't need it for the storytelling here, it just showed that, once again, Gargano has the heart that he has. And definitely, what a show. In, in terms of matches on the night, you I would be a bad commentator or, or person on a podcast given his opinion if I were to say objectively that was the best match which it was not but subjectively that was my favourite match of the night yeah. you know for obvious reasons but it was definitely my favourite of the night yeah it was a great match like and it was it was about time Kushida got that like that that match you know what I mean where he's front and centre there's no as you were saying no outside interference bullshit and then you have the fact that Kushida is one of the best in the world and they had seen him yes. against another, like one of the best in the world, in Johnny, Gar- world. Johnny Gargano. Like so, it was it was just a deadly match. Um, they obviously they played the whole. Um, I suppose you could say like trying to get position almost like the way you'd have like in an MMA fight stuff like that. Whether it's uh, like Jiu Jitsu or this that and the other, it was great to see that as well. The one thing that did take me out, like the match was savage. I loved it from start to finish. It was amazing, and um, it's mad. I honestly in my in my head, I was like, oh, I want Kashida to win it. 
just oh, for yeah. a change up and just I just want to see what he's like when he's run with that belt because in Japan he was deadly as the junior heavyweight champion. I just want to see yeah. him in the American kind of view of it, but whatever. Um there was a part though where they were jostling for a head a headlock almost and like for the what you call it the what's the name of the submission? Take a crossface, sorry. Labelle or Kamora or Yeah, they were kind of jostling for submissions at one stage. But it was that part was very rehearsed. That small little part. It's like you were saying in the last match, you didn't have any yeah. of that. Whereas in sometimes when you see say the likes of Ricochet and Osprey or some other matches, you will see rehearsed stuff. Obviously, the, the match is rehearsed. Oh yeah. But um, it did. I, I think it almost took me out just for like that that few seconds, just because I, I was so invested. And then I was just like, all of a sudden, like there was some great selling, there was some great moves, great spots, and then it was just this dancing around the ring for a second. And it yeah. was almost like maybe at the start of the match that would have made more sense. Do you know I mean, when you're trying to get and that position, then almost. later on when you're, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't do that when you're already tired. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? As, as as someone who kind of comes from a background of both, where I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan first before I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a martial arts fan, um, the theatrics that Kashida add in are sprinkles. They're not they're not over overdone to a point. They're oh, no. it's actually funny that that's that moment where they were just scrambling for something. In my mind, I was thinking. Jesus, I've been there where you're just absolutely bollocks. You're sweating. You've fucking, you've just grappled. You're just beat the shit up. You you might be on your last round of the night and you do have something like that where it's just like, it's just messy. It's just, it's, it's that to me actually felt real. What didn't was the initial uh, scuffle for grappling where at one point Kashida does a complete 360 body spin, but he does a belly down on, on, on Gargano's back. And Gargano is clearly flustered by this more, um, complete grappler and in, in terms of like as far as a grappling art goes uh, yeah. as opposed to you know sports entertainment wrestling yeah. um which Kashida clearly has a lot of knowledge about because some of the ways even holding the holds were more how you actually hold the holds less of the theatrics of wrestling yeah but when he added in that bit where he kind of spun on him but he wasn't even toes on the matter and it didn't like it didn't even give a directional pressure it had no real meaning other than look what I can do helicopter spin yeah that actually took me out where I was like you're better than that why yeah. am I what like I, I that was the only real negative criticism I had was actually the inverse of yourself where I was just like oh yeah he's doing this oh yeah he's going for key lock oh yeah Kamura lock oh yeah we're seeing a, a an omoplata oh shit this is what's happening and then Johnny Gargano gets in the 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 you know the behind the back uh, shoulder lock I was like fuck this is good there's back and forth and the theatrics of it and then it kind of took me out when I was like ah oh, that's too theatrical. I literally went, ah, that's that's a bit much. But then I had to remind myself I wasn't watching a, a martial arts match. I was yeah. actually watching uh, a wrestling match. Yeah. And that's when I kind of got sucked back in. And during that segment you described, I was very much like, yeah, I've been there, been there when it's messy, been <laughs> there when it's just like, you're just trying to get at and you're just like, ugh. And it's like, again, it's theatrical. But yeah, um, yeah I think to criticize the match as a whole, the only, the only negative criticism is that we didn't get uh, the unsafe finish. We didn't get the, oh, ooh, ah, you know, um, yeah. it was more like cut and dry. And I think the rest of the card kind of, it's really indicative of that. The outside of the Dusty Classic matches, that's what we got. Yeah. Because it isn't, it wasn't Mania, it wasn't anything like that. But it could have been good enough to be on par with that type of, uh, you know, NXT before Mania. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Just wish, just wish for a different result. But if we're really lucky, this wasn't a for the title feud and it was just a show on a Kushida versus Gargano. And then we'll get Kushida move on to even better things like against Batter. We might, yeah. That's the thing. You could get that whole, yeah, that, that little throwback to the junior heavyweight division in New Japan, Balor against Kushida, you could get that. Or you could have um, Kushida might turn around and be like, you know what, I think I can beat you. And they might do it on an episode of NXT. Every now and then you'll have an episode of NXT where the last half an hour is literally just one match. So they, they could, it might 
it might lead into something. Obviously, it's too early to tell right yeah. now. But um, hell of a match though. Anyway, it was. It was fairly. Um, I suppose like both both lads exhausted everything they had. It looked like so. It was it was great to yeah. see. Um, after that, then moving on, then I can't remember if it was the women's triple threat, was it? Or the or a Dusty Classic? I can't remember. I think it was the was it not the Dusty Classic women's triple threat and then the main the main event. It must be yeah. Well, we'll go with the women's triple threat then. Just next, yeah. Just okay. to kind of change okay. it up then, um, just in case. Yeah. So women's triple threat, we had Io Shiroi defending our women's championship against Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez in the triple threat. Yeah. Uh, another yeah savage match. Um, does one thing though that um kind of took away from what I suppose is the the time they got was a lot shorter. That was the shortest match of the night. That was the short, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the reason, and, and forgive me if I'm wrong, we did see a lot of those women clash recently. Yeah, and exactly. If this is to close out the three-way feud and more so focus on one star going against Yoshiroi in a non-triple threat, like say if we get Tony Storm versus Yoshiroi, I'd be very happy with the result we got because then it means we get a stronger showing with longer pace and time yeah. that although not fresh, can have depth beyond what we saw already. Yeah. Um, I think if they were going to pull the trigger on a title change in a triple threat, they were going to do it there. They can't really run it back with three of them now. No, There's no can't. real reason to. Yeah. Um, but for what we got, with the timing we got, like they say, quality over quantity. Um, yeah. Very good. That's the thing. Like, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, like, now, in fairness, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I rank it the, the least favourite of the night. Uh, just yeah. because of the quality of the card as a whole, it, every match was so good. So it's not like oh, it was shit. It was it just couldn't compare to the other four. That's all it was, and just, it was only yeah. slightly as well because there was some great spots with the three of them. There was um, a spot where uh, Yoshiroi, as usual, climbs up to the highest point that she could find and dive off. off. Yeah, and she absolutely <laughs> cleans Tony Storm out with it. It genuinely yeah, looked rough. Yeah, it looked rough. Yeah, and it was a it was a height as well. It wasn't just like oh yeah, she climbed up to the turnbuckle and then the little bar on yeah. the back of the turnbuckle. She climbed up a scaffold. And hopped yeah. off and not about her. And then we also had a, a bit of a botch then as well with the announce table at one stage. Tony Storm yeah. was trying to clear it off and it just caved in because obviously they're just a giveaway table. So a bit of a shame with that one. But again, yeah, it was uh it is what it is, really. But um yeah, it wasn't too bad. But it, it that that was a bit of a shame because I, I was dying to know what would have been that spot with that table, do you know what I mean? And like, oh, yeah. we'll never know. It was probably going to be a moonsault, to be honest with you. It was probably going to be someone laid out on the table and sure I was going to end up reversing something and hit a moonsault, yeah. maybe true. But um, yeah, solid match. It did, it, it did look that way. My my kind of favourite spot of the night was actually one that reminded me of Keith Lee. I think you know the one I'm talking about. I think, yeah, I think um, I do actually, yeah. Where they were about to go for a power bomb. I think it was uh, Tony Storm going to go for... The, was the, Tony Storm going for a power bomb or superplex maybe? Um and fucking Martinez just jumps up, knocks Io Shiroi off like fuck you, yeah. and then does what looks like an, an almost arm drag toss from Tommy Storm and just like fucking she hits the deck hard. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, ha ha and then Io Shiroi just like up like that. Yeah, like, like she's like for a women's champion, she's super fucking underappreciated. Like in terms really of like no one no one's talking about her compared to the way they talked about most of the other um champions we've had in recent history, you know? Yeah. Holy shit, like j- that was just excellent. Like yeah. she just hops up, kind of giggles at her, and then just fucking absolutely like kudagras her into the ground. Yeah, literally stomps her. But, but that's the thing. It's, I think Shiroi is in that kind of bracket now, where it's like, obviously, you know, she's amazing in the ring. Like everyone who watches it weekly or monthly, you'd know how good she is. Or if you keep if you keep up on anything, you'd, you'd know how good Io Shiroi is and how she's deserving of being that women's champion. But she's at that bracket where she's like, so women's champion. She has great matches, but no great feud. Do you know what I mean? There's no 
consistent feud there. So I think they're going to do the Tony Storm. As you are saying, this is mainly yeah. to focus on a one-on-one. I think it'll be Tony Storm. Um, again, nothing I against, hope it is. Yeah, nothing against Mercedes Martinez, but she's not at that level yet, I don't think. Um, she no. will get there. She, she's really good, but yeah, I think uh, Tony Storm is more of a complete package, I think. And it's it's almost getting past the time now where she, she probably should have won it, say, last night. Do you know what I mean? Or she should have won it maybe a few weeks back. So yeah, I kind of think yeah. they have to kind of pull the trigger now soon. So... Yeah. I think I think Tony Storm should say you know do the do the usual because she's getting she's like a heel which is just yeah. I don't not really get but yeah. she should um, invoke the whole hey uh, that should have been a fucking singles match I would have won a singles match you can't beat me without it being a triple draw whatever you know yeah. we've heard it a few times yeah that's what I want to see next um good good showing though from all the women Fair play yeah, it was actually really good yeah and then um. Mm. Yeah, the finish was pretty cool as well. I thought Mercedes Martinez, Mercedes Martinez actually got her knee done in at, at the, during the finish. I'm not sure now. I haven't seen anything further on it. But um, she was pinning. She was getting pinned, I think, by Tony Storm. And then Sheroy jumped off the top. And like basically, what she, I can't even remember what she did. I'm not sure if she moonsaulted or what, or stomped. I can't remember. But um, was, whatever. Uh, I thought it was a stomp. It could no. have been, yeah. All I know is that if you look, when, when she hits it, Obviously, Tony then goes to the left hand side because she goes with the move. She's like, "Oh fuck, I'm not getting hit." No, it was um, fuck, it wasn't like a spot. No, I remember seeing it. It was like it was a, it was a, it was a like a sent on or something. It wasn't like it wasn't, but yeah. And I was she impacted and clipped the two of them. She did. Yeah, she got both of them. But when obviously Tony had your one uh, Mercedes Martinez leg hooked, so when she went, she brought your one's leg with her. And you can see the leg bent in an awkward angle. Yeah. Now, obviously, I don't know if it's sort of, it could have been just jarred a bit, you know what I mean? Because she seemed grand yeah. after it, but she was favouring a bit. But again, that could be just good selling. But um, yeah, overall, <laughs> deadly match. Um, yeah, I honestly thought sure I was going to drop the belt. So I'm, I'm happy enough she didn't. But yeah, hopefully now we'll see that going going forward. Now we're in storm, hopefully. And then, yeah, next match then we'll go Coleman. So the Dusty Classic men's uh, tag team final. And that was Grizzly Young Veterans, Zach Gibson and James Drake against... Uh, MSK, um, Nash Carter, I think his name is now. It used to be Zachary Wentz. Yeah, yeah. And then it's Desmond Xavier, but his name now was Wesley, which is just mad. But whatever. Um, this match was like the definition of great tag team wrestling. It was yeah. the the clash of styles that worked so well for both of them. Grizzly Young Veterans, obviously more map based, hard hitting impact moves, and then you look at MSK, which is like high flying, quick. But to the to the point as well, not not quick and flippy and this that and the other for for the sake of it. It always just has just like Inzaguris and like fucking and China Wizards and that type of, like that move set of like fast hard hitting like bop 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 keep the yeah. going yeah. yeah and like fantastic match oh it was so good um on the way down to the ring you had Grizzly Young veterans uh well Zach Gibson tearing into him on the mic because he does he's he's just savage on the mic like he's yeah, yeah, he is the total package as well, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like, although he used to wreck me head when we've seen him at OTT and stuff, and he'd come out with a scouse accent talking about, like, oh, I'm going to be Liverpool's number one and all. It just, it, he wrecks me head, but that's how good he is. Do you know what I mean? That's He's playing that part to a T. And if he's invoking a reaction of, I suppose you can call this, like, oh, Smarks or whatever, we're sitting here watching it, pulling it apart. If he can invoke a reaction out of someone like like myself who's yeah. that long and oh, I know the intent of it, I love that that someone can do that. It's like when you see a return or you see something happening, you're like, fuck, Jesus, that's rapid. That's why you watch wrestling. So it's like some people are really good in bad guys because they make you dislike them, like Seth Rollins or JBL, um, yeah. or even Taker when he was a bastard. Yeah. But then some people just invoke a real uh, kind of react, like Baron Corbin, where you're just like, I don't care. Yeah, it's just like, cringe. And, yeah. and 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 this guy borders on it so good that it's like, I actually don't like. I, I don't want them to lose. I want to watch them lose. 
Yeah, I want to try and point them. That's, that's all I think. Yeah. It's that almost visceral reaction. We are like, "This fucking easy get me telly." But he's this so is good. Like because that makes that makes you want to watch him. It's like, oh yeah, he's gonna lose. Deadly, exactly. Happy, yeah, yeah, you know. And that's the reaction. It's, that's a good heel. That's yeah. like Randy Orton or fucking any of them. That's a good yeah. heel. Really is. Um, this match though, as you're saying, yeah, tag team excellence, I suppose you could call it. And it's so good. It was just amazing. Like from start to finish, you had they kind of bigged up the fact that um, Nash Carter's dad. He's dead a while now, as far as they said. I think I think they said he died a few years back, but I, I'm not too sure. Um, either way, he has a tattoo across his chest saying the legacy lives on. They kind yeah. of they kind of bled into that a bit on the commentary, which was good as well because MSK aren't around. Like they're they were only here about yeah. months. Do you know what I mean? So they're not, they're, they weren't they weren't WWE guys, but they didn't also build up enough notoriety the way AJ Styles would have. Exactly. So in terms of getting the audience on the side of them, like they're being billed as faces. Yeah, they've won the Dusty Classic. Um. It's one of those rare occasions where, you know, the whole oh, it doesn't need the belt thing. They yeah. they needed to win because now people will be paying attention to them. Like if you had two blank slates of superstars and you painted all four of those guys on those blank canvases and put them in that match again a second time, yeah. that is the scientific way to build stars. Like even if you never watched NXT before and you watched this for the first time, you'd immediately know that there's some notoriety behind a baller and a Pete Dunne or behind like, you know, a couple of do their um the women's matches and that. There was no belt involved here. So for someone who maybe doesn't view NXT the whole time and watches some of the pay-per-views, these guys being only in the place a month, now you're like, oh shit, I have to watch these guys. Yeah, you take notice, you really do. And yeah. like MSK, they've been around for a while as like a, a trios team, um, which Ray Miguel was in them as well. So they they've been around on Impact and PWG and stuff like that. But again, if you're more of a casual fan or just a WWE fan, you won't you wouldn't have seen them as you said. So it is good now to see they they put on a, a monster show against a really strong big tag team. And these are an established tag team, Grizzly and Veterans. They've been a tag team for years now. Um, I'd say possibly three or four years at this stage now. And then they, they've won the NXT UK Tag Championships and they've been featured fairly regularly on NXT the main NXT as well. So people have seen them. People have taken out, taken notice of them. And it's good now that like MSK came in, they basically had an answer for every finish or every move to the point where it, it rattled Grizzly Young Veterans and they had to resort to them kind of heelish moves where they're like, you know what, take your man outside and just let's get rid of him. And like, and it worked well. And I thought it was deadly as well because it was every time the camera went to Wesley or Nash Carter, it was just emotion in the face. You could see it. They were either... Yeah. It was like they they needed something extra. They needed to pull that from like whatever. Like they needed to pull like from, from from down low. Like they were Literally, like, yeah, yeah. No, we need to pull all the stops. And it's it's excellent. It reminds me of um, DIY versus Revival One. Yeah, yeah. Lost. Reminded me of that like just like the heart of fucking of watching these lads like scrap. It's just good. That's it. Yeah, and the fact that like I, like I just want to say like Wesley. When he was on the apron and Nash Carter was getting like a hiding for a good, I'd say, an easily about five, six minutes straight, he was just getting tagged on. Bad and then, yeah, literally, he couldn't get anything on. But Wesley was so vocal on the, the apron. He wasn't just like banging his foot on the, the step, say, or trying to get a clap chant going or, oh, come on. He was literally screaming. It's like, fight out of this, like whether it was a submission or like, get up like he just kept saying it because it's that reiteration yeah. that, that you needed. And um, yeah, MSK ended up coming up with the win then which like in a way kind of shocked me but it didn't because as you said like it, they needed that as well whereas obviously grizzly Young veterans are established so they can yeah. take that loss and it was just a manner of the way which was won it was like as i said they you had to 
pull something from deep down to actually get that win and they did it and they looked really strong they looked like going forward now they'll be a big time kind of team and yeah. I think well, like, neither, like, neither of them looked weak in one of them oh, looked no. strong though like no yeah all lads had yeah. a fair shake like. yeah all four of them looked great like and then I'm, I'm dying to see now I hope I actually genuinely hope this these two will go into a few to be honest with you like I'd love to see Grizzly Young Veterans come out on Wednesday and be like no nah, we don't we, I physically can't accept that loss we did everything we could to beat you. And you never know, it could come down to the point where all the like, them two teams are in the ring. Like, I suppose, circa fucking 1999, where Edge and Christian against the Hardys in that tag match, like tag ladder match at No Mercy. And they came out on Raw, said next time. And they were just like, we should have won, but we didn't. So, and shake hands. And then yeah. you have your NXT tag champs then, maybe only Lorcan and Danny Borch come out and just take out both of them. Do you know what I mean? And then you, you still have that, oh, who's going to be the number one contender? Obviously, it's MSK, but... Will they win the belts? Are they maybe not at that level yet? So it'd be good to see now going forward, but yeah, hell of a match. My God. I'd, I'd love a future booking. I'd love a shock win for the lads with the belts as well. Yeah. And then and then and then let them run. Yeah. Why not? Like um and people are behind them. Like, I mean, even on like social media and stuff, like Twitter, Instagram, they were going mad last night when MSK won. It was just crazy. Like, but um there, yeah, great match. Another one, another great match. So um mm-hmm. we're going to the main event now. Uh, Finn Balor defending his NXT Championship against Pete Dunne. Uh, again, like a lot of people, including us, were like, oh, this could be a match of the night as well. And uh, definitely lived up to it. It was. Yeah. It was. There's no denying it. No, hands down. Best, uh, best match of the night. I think, as far as showing everything that these guys have, the next time I see something that I didn't see in this match, I'll be genuinely surprised and impressed because not only do I feel like I got the encyclopedia on both these guys, Every variation on something that I've seen before felt different, new, and refreshing yeah. while still maintaining that each and every part felt calculated to a point, but not rehearsed enough to spot it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. I can't I, I can't I can't say that NXT has had a better match this year, but that's that match is up there, right up there with your with your um Nakamura's first couple of uh, shouts and the likes of you know Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn when they were all featured heavily on NXT, um, yeah. you know, fighting for the belt, definitely up there with all of their top matches. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like that, like the freshly tanned Brit, Pete Dunne, like it shows you straight off the bat, like his joint manipulation, the old school oh, English yeah. kind of wrestling style. Um, yeah. And then it also shows you... English strong style. <laughs> that's it, yeah. So it shows you, obviously, like if you watch him, obviously, regularly enough, you see him do the whole finger snap, you see him bending, contorting limbs and stuff. But obviously, he was going to another level because he's trying to win the world championship and it looked like he was going to another level. As he said, it shocked you. It, refreshed, it was refreshing to see. But also, in that, it showed Finn, Finn Balor's pain tolerance. Do you know what I mean? As well, he was like, although he's screaming, he was like, oh, I'm not giving up. Every now and then, you'd hear the ref like, are you okay, Finn? He's like, yeah, no, no, not giving up, not giving up. Up against the ropes and all, like, arm bent behind him. No, no, no. Constantly kept saying it. It was just deadly. Um, um, we didn't have any kind of, what was it, what'd you say, like, um, interference or anything like that. It was just two guys just going at it and like Dawn looked like literally did look like a star obviously he is he, he's been a star pretty much since day one the chap has been great since he's like 18 um, yeah. so he is just insane and I'm glad he got that one-on-one championship match because he, he deserved it he's been so good oh, yeah. around the independence around the world now for years so he just if Finn has to drop the belt to anyone I do hope it is to Dawn yeah. um, because in terms of who could give him a torch or pass him a, a, a title. Yeah. And anyone else would be a disservice how good Pete Dunne was in that match. Yeah. 
Great. And in terms of who we would be better to go against for a second showing, I can't I can't name anyone on the roster that I'd prefer to see Pete Dunne be for the title than than Finn Balor. And that's that's saying something because you got your 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 mini teams in there. You got your Ireland versus UK. You got your fucking yeah. you know well established long tenure NXT star, multiple time champion versus you know someone coming up for the first time doing there. So you had the the almost veteran versus not, but both of them veterans in their own class at both what they do. And they both touched on some of the stuff that each other would do. Like Pete Dunne's um, agility for the strength he has is fucking outstanding. Oh yeah. And then in terms of the, like the genius behind the booking in, in that every single bit of Finn Balor's hands, fingers, wrists, elbows, shoulders, everything was torn and distraught and just visibly shaken. And then for for Ballard to just stumble upon, oh shit, this dude wears a mouth guard. Yeah, it's not barely. a fucking kick his teeth in his mouth. Yeah, he literally just reefed it out of his mouth and then hit him with the cleanest drop kick to the jaw I've ever that seen in my life. Best basement drop kick I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. the fact it looked like Pete was, it looked like Dunn was relatively on 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 his last legs at the end of his tether at the point in time that he hit Ballard with everything he had, and Ballard was still getting up and still getting up and still getting up. And Dunn was just like exhausted, exasperated. And just fucked from the match. And if that was ever to be rebooked, do it the exact same way. Yeah, literally. Literally. So fucking guard ripped off him. And then Ballard just fucking hoors him to the ground and then hits him with a finisher. And it wasn't a finisher fest. It wasn't a spot fest. No, it wasn't. And the fact that we saw, you know, Dunn Dun knows now. It's it's like Omega uh, versus Thing. And it, it just it reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, from New Japan, you know, yeah, it was almost like a, I suppose, like a play or a film. It was act. Do you know what I mean, you had Act One establish Pete Dunn, Act Two, uh, Finn Balor, as I said, like showing the pain tolerance and coming back from that, and then Act Three, then oh, yeah, let me take that milk card out. Actually, let me hit you with this move, and then it was just like as you said, whatever's left in the tank, throw it at each other, and they did. Yeah. Like, and it was just there was great selling in it as well. Like to the point where I remember at one stage because Balor couldn't really get around to Pete Dunne because Pete Dunne was always working the arm or the jaw as well because obviously he thinks he has a glass jaw he was saying uh, Balor was just trying to work on his leg then whatever was near him he just grabbed yeah. essentially and then Pete Dunne went for a suplex at one stage and caved in and caved in on the leg yeah, yeah deadly um, perfect theatrics and selling like at one point Balor and it and it's and it kind of makes sense because Balor again in terms of the NXT tenure and the WWE tenure he's there longer and he's got a lot more years under his belt it almost looked like Balor knew the right way to attack the only part that he needed to do it. Yeah. Whereas Pete Dunne was throwing everything at him, kitchen yeah. sink, fucking everything. And it, and it did, it was like very much a case of the quality versus the quantity thing. Balor was just like, I'm picking that leg apart because I know you're going to need that at your finisher. Where it, like, Dunne was like, I'm going to fucking, I know joints manipulate, I know fucking all this. And it's like, going for ah, but if I had, if I had taken care of like, you know, your left ankle, you wouldn't have been able to stand up on the turnbuckle, hit your finisher, and then I would have won. Exactly. Like that's that's the type of intelligent wrestling storytelling that we got there. Fantastic. Yeah, literally. I think it was the yeah, the best match of the year in terms of NXT anyway, right now. Um mm. definitely, definitely. It was just so good. And then the finish, obviously, yeah, Ballard hitting the coup de gras. Um, yeah, clean, just very good finish as well. And then the commentary yeah. as well, like Beth Phoenix has really come into our own lately. Um, Vic Joseph has been great for a while and then Wade yeah. Barrett obviously great on the mic when he was a wrestler that just conveys again do you know what I mean yeah. on the desk so. even when we got that LA Night uh, segment, segment from, yeah. from yeah which was weird for anyone who's not familiar obviously yeah. with, with, with them but seeing Barrett even getting uh, spoken the way he spoke to it was like pulling you out of a tournament and all just to put you back into it and all yeah, yeah, funny, yeah. that was fun 
But yeah, yeah good. Barrett, Barrett's great on the mic anyway as well. Oh, he is, yeah. But um, so that was the finish then, yeah. And uh, ended up with Finn Balor hitting the coup de grace to retain the championship. So yeah, as as you said at the start of the, the podcast, anyway, the it was a very safe in terms of no titles changed hands and stuff like that. But even even in safety, it was still amazing to watch. Like I honestly think that was the best, say, two and a half hour show, best pay-per-view of the year so far. Hands down, there yeah. was no bad match. Um, every match had a, a place. Uh, everything was done right. Obviously, it would have been nice to see maybe Kushida pick up the belt, but whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm not bothered to be to. I'm not bothered anyway. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it was just it was just great as a whole. And then obviously we have to talk about what happened um, after the bell. Then I suppose so. The big yeah, thing that yeah. happened then. Uh, the big big story that came out of the night was after the Pete Dunne match and Finn Balor, both men obviously wrecked in the ring. And Danny Burch and Only Larkin comes down to the le- legs down to the ring, and they hop on Balor, start taking him out. Um, obviously, if you don't watch NXT pretty frequently, them two lads are aligned with Pete Dunne right now. It's almost like yeah, yeah, a little tag team yeah. kind of thing. So they came down, laid into Balor. Pete Dunne got up, laid into Balor as well. I, I, I for some reason I thought it was going to be like I'll leave him alone, a face torn like a yeah, home I thing did, or something. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm glad it wasn't because Pete Dunne's a fantastic heel, literally, and. Yeah. Not even that. It was. It would have been too quick to kind of turn him face as well. He's literally only heel a while since yeah. the whole battle thing. So let him do it in the stadium full of fans. Let, let him do it. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah. But um, don't don't, so, don't waste the face on. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, you want we want a reaction for that. Like so, he yeah. um he jumped up all three of them, just taking out Balor, and then the undisputed era's music hits. Um, so Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong leg it down to the ring, make the save. They didn't actually get any offense in the the lads were scarpered, so it was pretty cool. They just ran, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Kyle O'Reilly then was like helping out Balor while the other while Adam Cole and Roderick were just kind of roaring at the other boys. Um I was like Kyle O'Reilly picks him up, helps him out. He's like, Look, we respect you. Don't worry, don't worry about us. You have nothing to worry about. We're all friends here. You're the champion. We'll leave it at that. It just wasn't fair. And then Balor was like, Yeah, all right, yeah, cool. They all threw up the undisputed era sign, Balor attempted to put the thing the the gun symbol up because he couldn't because his fingers were technically snapped fingers are fucked yeah yeah so it was deadly he was just kind of like struggling to put the thing up out of nowhere Adam Cole where yeah. with the super kick <laughs> right there yeah. takes out Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly did not like it at all Kyle O'Reilly was pushing what the hell are you doing that's not on he just had a growl of match whatever yet he's my best friend that's kind of what it was like it's just like that's bad out yeah and then out of nowhere Bang, Kyle O'Reilly gets one as well for his troubles. So yeah. undisputed era is no more. And so and he that pretty strong almost he's kind of like he doesn't know who to side with. Yeah. Now that it, was excellent storytelling, like oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like in my eyes though, uh I have a feeling obviously Roddy will probably side with Adam Cole. And I have a feeling when Bobby Fish comes back from injury, he'll side with Kyle O'Reilly being red dragon and stuff like that. Um uh, but again, it puts Balor in a place now where he's like so I have another challenge I know. So it's looking like obviously Adam Cole could be the next one in line again. Um, yeah. But again, Pete Dunne's still in the mix because they were having a scrap afterwards as well. So yeah. going forward, obviously we'll see a bit more now on Wednesday, but that ended like, I, I'm not even messing, I legitimately got goosebumps and that doesn't really happen that often, especially in a, basically a fanless kind of arena. There's a handful of fans now in NXT, don't get me wrong. But um, yeah. it was just the way in which it was built. Near the end of the match, I started getting goosebumps like watching Finn Balor and Pete Dunne because it was like this match it's just yeah. insane. And then when the finish happened, it was like amazing. And then when the dispute area came out and they straight away, they just splintered because yeah, Cole kicks um, Finn Balor and then kicks Kyle O'Reilly out of the dispute area, you may as well say. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I do think that in terms of everyone says it, oh yeah, you have your Cena versus uh, or oh yeah, you have your uh, Austin versus Rock. Oh yeah, you have your Hogan and uh, like Warrior or you know whoever. Yeah. I think a Cole Balor done. That's 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 that you know. Yeah, that's a um, WrestleMania twenty level triple threat with Michaels, Benoit, and Triple H. Yeah, anyway, yeah, exactly. Like there's yeah, you couldn't have said any better. And yeah. to be honest. I don't mind if they set it up as a triple threat and not another singles contest. And we do get lots of run-ins because of the, how evenly distributed the fucking run-ins would be because each guy will, uh, they'll have one or two in the case of uh Pete Tony might have two, but um, obviously in terms of interference, then you almost don't mind because everyone has a fair shake at getting a hand, but down the line, um, I, I don't, I don't think sticking the belt on Cole, is the best decision now, unless no. you're gonna be- unless you're gonna belt hop it. Yeah. If you say have Pete Dunn pin Balor and Adam Cole's like, well, I didn't get pinned, and then Cole surprise beats Dunn because Cole's at it years again. He's he's the wily veteran, um, and then obviously Balor's like, well, I didn't get me rematch, yeah. and then then you're re you're revisiting it. This is a match I can see them having the ability to to cross over and run it back, like we got in 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 with you know Michaels and fucking Triple H and then and Benoit as well. We got a lot of that. We did, um, yeah. and I'd be I'd be ha- I'd honestly be very happy if we did get a lot of it, where mm-hmm. we're not seeing three hundred day reigns of the belt right now, and we are seeing everyone get a fair shake. And sure, if it ends up back on Balor and you give him an O'Reilly because they had a stellar match the last oh, time, yeah. uh, it'd be a good excuse to get the belt on him at some point. If you have Cole and, and O'Reilly, it yeah. gives you very Evolution and Orton vibes. Yeah. Great. If you have Dunn hold it and he's just fucking scrambling to hold on to it, giving it his all in every match, doesn't matter who you give it to next, it's going to work. If I just, I, I really, I don't want to see 500 day, 300 day, 200 day reigns. I want to see these guys get their fair shake, get a fucking a hell of a match in with each other. And I, and I do want to see where each of them has the capacity to be champion, but also isn't infallible, that yeah. they can be taken out. Because yeah. Ballard had a great run with the belt. Don't give it to Ballard to Cole. That seems very fucking Cena or another. It is. It's very stale, yeah. So I think... Yeah, I think we, yeah we might end up seeing Cole against uh, O'Reilly now, which is going to be great as well, because them two guys, they've had like a love-hate relationship for years in terms of storytelling in different companies. Ring of Honor, they had mm. some barn burners like for the ring of honor absolute title. excellent match like to the point where that match actually they had a, a ring of honor championship match on wrestle kingdom in new japan a few years back as well so yeah. that's how good these two are especially against each other they have that natural chemistry like they i suppose the rock and austin had obviously not that level but they have that chemistry where you you could literally you could, they could have a match that good with the royce close do you know what i mean yeah but um great way to end the show as well my god um, fantastic the straight away are like I need to watch on Wednesday I don't want to hear about highlights I don't want to see it spoiled on Instagram I just want to watch it myself that's the way it kind of puts it into that mindset now, obviously not everyone will sit mm. and watch it but I'm saying it's that kind of thing especially obviously Wednesdays they're competing with AEW so you do kind of want that shift a bit and especially the past two weeks um, NXT and AEW haven't been doing great because of the Donald Trump impeachment joke so the news is on yeah. 24 hours now do you know what I mean so there's that as well but um, yeah I'm looking forward to it now to be honest with you yeah in terms of uh, quality like I'm looking forward now it's shifted back to a dynamic that we had about five six years ago where I'm, I'm literally looking forward to it and then the alternative is going to be toy between AEW and Smackdown and honestly like Rob was so exhausting to watch it last time yeah. I'm 
you know, I, I will probably have to watch the highlights as yeah. opposed to watching the full show yeah. because there's no way three hours of Raw can eclipse last week's NXT, the week before's Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Last week's SmackDown was better as well. Yeah. And the pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, I don't think they can do anything to be better than them. So I'm, I won't give them the same amount of time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Very, yeah. You're very right. honest about it. Yeah. Like, um, like that NXT is, is hard to touch that, that takeover. That's one yeah. of the best takeovers in in a while. Like, don't get me wrong, they're always good shows, but for yeah. a while they were good shows. This was a great show. This was as yeah. close as you can get to a five star show. Like, I'd probably rate it four and a half stars. Easily, I mean? easily yeah. four four and a half stars. Yeah. Like, I, I I don't think there will be a main a main roster um pay per view without it being a gimmick pay per view like Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, you know, or Mania, etc. That yeah. would actually beat this. No. I'm gonna put me money money down on it. I don't think a pay per view from the Raw and SmackDown shows this year on a Sunday evening when you should be ordering Domino's pizza. I don't think it's gonna be <laughs> that that uh, that particular NXT show. So yeah, no, it's so good. Like start to finish, top to bottom, as they say, it's just stacked. It looks mm. stacked to begin with on paper, and it prov- like it literally it provided that in the ring as well. There was no, not none of them had an off night. Not one person had an oh, off night. So yeah, great to see. And uh, yeah, I suppose we'll close off the show then with that. Just saying that we thought it was amazing if you're listening to this mm-hmm. and you want to get in contact with us with, you know, on Instagram or Twitter let us know what you thought as well um, I think the general consensus is pretty much a four and a half star show to be honest um, mm-hmm. from what I've seen on Instagram everyone's loving it and um, that's it at the end of the day you want to watch good wrestling and you got it do you know what I mean there was no there was no real kind of gimmicky shit it was just legit wrestling five exactly. matches of top draw wrestling so yeah can't say anything else like anything else about it to be honest with you I've said all that could be said now at this stage so We'll, uh, yeah. we'll, uh, close we'll, we'll condense that one down <laughs> pretty much yeah so hopefully this isn't too long but again with the likes of that say Don and Balor match you could talk about that match you could do an anatomy of a match and take that apart for a whole episode if you wanted to so, I mean that's how good it was so yeah so we'll we'll close the show off here anyway so we just want to say thanks very much for listening as always and we are back here tomorrow with a Raw review yeah today's Monday yeah so we're back here tomorrow with a raw review um, depends on who wants to do it that is I'll, I'll be here anyway because I, I I'll, 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 I'll be here <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll, we'll do a raw review tomorrow tomorrow evening and let you know how we thought that and uh, yeah so if you want to as I said before um, if you want to follow us on Instagram Discus Laria Collective if you want to follow us on Twitter the Discus Laria um, wherever you're getting your podcasts whether it's Apple Podcasts Stitcher Acast or Spotify give us a follow um, let us know how we're doing if you want to hear us talk about anything or if, if you want to even jump in on the podcast even because a show yeah, on fucking messages. yeah get your daily dose of dlc yeah exactly yeah daily dose of dlc jump on and um yeah we can chat shit essentially so yeah once again thanks very much for listening we'll see you back here tomorrow appreciate it see you later